0: and I go way back all the way to the to the junior high days
1: yep oh
0: it's been a long it's been a long ride it's been a long ride (laughs) (laughs) we've made lots of changes
2: you're in your prime now
0: I am in my prime wow thank you (laughs) Um, but so today we I wanted to have Megan on because she's a super big inspiration in my life and has every time I'm with her I learn something new and Today, we want to talk about how do we become the person that we want to be, and Megan's the perfect person to talk about this with, <laughs> and for, she's the person I want to be. She's awesome, but <laughs> Meg, why don't you just start and tell us a little bit about yourself and where you have came like from the last two or three years, what has changed in your life?
1: Um, I You said two or three years. I'm actually going to take it back. All the way back.
0: All real, the way real back. Real <laughs> For
1: just, for just right. a second. Let's,
0: let's go back. Little,
1: little backstory. I grew up in a cookie cutter American family. Like, my dad owns a, his own business and works nine to five. My mom was a stay at home mom and just stayed home and took care of five hooligans. And my life was perfect. I like lived in a bubble and I was just a super happy, carefree kid and then about when I hit 16, um, everything just kind of changed for me. And then when I turned 17, that's when my mom got sick. And I feel like that's kind of where it all started to go downhill for me. Like this bubble that I had been living in was popped. And now all of a sudden I was seeing the world in a completely different way that I had never looked at it before and um and so I graduated high school and went to college and things were still going really well for like two weeks (laughs) and then I realized like I am out on my own and I am going to do whatever I want and that was not a good thing for me (laughs) and so I um yeah I kind of just I partied hard um I I met a guy my first semester in college and I just completely stopped going to class and um we were doing lots of stuff that we shouldn't have been doing we were drinking a lot of alcohol not going to school (laughs) just kind of Living the life but not really living Living what you think is living living, yeah, like like I legitimately thought I was happy. I was like this is so fun. And um yeah, later on we ended up I actually ended up marrying that guy. That was that was that was a ride. (laughs) That was a journey. (laughs) We got married in 2015 and then um almost immediately after we got married he... He was deployed, and <clears throat> my family had a hard time with the marriage. Didn't really love, love this guy, <laughs> and so I had a really strained relationship with my family, and it was harder to hold a relationship with my mom just because she was so different from being sick, and so... Um, I, I just found myself all alone all the time. I lived by myself and had no family to really talk to. I wasn't super close with my, uh, with his family. And I was working at the hospital up in Salt Lake and I was working like 70, 70, 80 hour weeks because I was just, I didn't want to be alone. But the shift was hard. It was a 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. shift. <clears throat> and a lot of my friends up there at the hospital were kind of partiers. And so that was just what we did. If we weren't at work, we were out partying.
0: <laughs> just you when you think of your doctors, that's not what
1: you think of. Not necessarily <laughs> the doctors. <laughs> but we, we all have lives, so. <laughs> from work we all kind of you know have a life outside no I mean we we were responsible but we were still crazy at the same time you know we never showed up to work or anything like we were adults we were adults about it she has to say that because she's on air I know I'm sorry guys I'm just just kidding but no yeah I kind of just fell into this lifestyle of um I became incredibly dependent on alcohol because I had nobody. Like I was all alone. <laughs> Freak. That's good. And um and so that's what I did because it numbed the pain. Because I I couldn't talk to my husband a lot of the time. Um he was deployed with the special forces military. I've for that, apparently. And so, yeah, he was, he was gone. I just literally had nobody. All my friends at the hospital, they all lived up in Salt Lake. And I lived in American Fork. And so, yeah, just at that point, I think that's kind of when I just fell into this depression and became pretty reliant on alcohol. And then... Um, my husband came home from his deployment and I, I saw it as this opportunity to just change and we were going to start over. I didn't like the person I had become. I didn't like where I was at in life and I just didn't really know how to fix it or how to get out of it. And I saw this as the perfect opportunity to change and just fix my life. But I, I thought that that's all it was going to take. It was just going to be a fix all. So we packed up and we moved out to Colorado with no jobs and no house. We just moved out there. We stayed with some friends for a couple of weeks and then we finally, things kind of started to fall into place. And I got a job as a nanny for the two most beautiful girls ever and he was just working as a mechanic. And... For a while, things were just really good. I was like, this is it. We're we're happy. I'm fixed. Um, and about three weeks after we moved to Colorado, my dad called me. And my mom had been doing significantly better up until this point, And then all of a sudden, the tumor was growing at an insane rate. Um, and so that kind of changed a lot of things. It put a lot of tension Um just everywhere in my life, it was hard to be living in a different state while she was experiencing death, essentially, um, and that—that's what was happening. They—they they put her on hospice, and she started to very quickly decline. Um, so I was either flying or driving back to uh, Utah every single weekend. Um, that was expensive, <laughs> and you know, fun. Lots of Red Bull. But, um, when it came to be April and that's when she kind of just hit, hit a wall where we just knew that it was, it was going to happen soon. And in the weeks leading up to this, um, things had just gotten bad at home. I was feeling, um, incredibly lonely. Things had been very different since my husband had come home from his deployment, um, we just weren't on the same page with a lot of things in life. I was kind of ready to move on and, and do normal adult things. Settle <laughs> and down. yeah, kind of settle down, not, not party so much. Um, flew out to Utah for, to see my mom and was out here for a week until she died. And mm-hmm. then I was able to be with my family for a little bit after that. And when, um... When she died, it it just hit really hard because we had kind of already lost her once. She wasn't the same person after she was sick and then to finally like just absolutely lose her was really hard for me. and I just felt like I had nothing to hold on to. and I was so I was so lost. and I, I kind of had like this hope in me that saw it again, you know, as like this new beginning, but at the same time, like I also was hitting rock bottom. And I came back to Colorado and once again, just loving, loving on the alcohol, <laughs> I would come home from work and sit in the bathtub and just down a bottle of wine. I would just lock myself in the bathroom and, um, things, things had been rocky with my husband almost our whole marriage. Um. But three weeks, I'd been in Col- back in Colorado for three weeks, and um, I just brought home divorce papers one day, and I slapped them on the table, and I was like, I'm done. Because we just weren't on the same page, and I, had f- I just had this feeling that if it wasn't going to happen now, it was going to happen later, and I didn't want to have kids when that happened. I didn't want to put my kids through something like that, and honestly, he didn't really care. <laughs> he was just like, Whatever. And so we did, we got divorced and I stayed in Colorado and, you know, partied (laughs) for a little bit, but then I, I ultimately, I, I just, I hit rock bottom. Like I, you, I think you can hit rock bottom multiple times in life. And I did, I definitely did. Um, this was just another one of those times I hit rock bottom and I just knew that if I was going to change, if I needed to do anything, I just needed to move back to Utah and so I once again packed up all my stuff in a U-Haul, no job lined up, nothing. I had twelve cents in my checking account, um, just from paying from stuff with the divorce, um, and just moved back to Utah. And within a week of being here, I was enrolled in school. I was living I was living in my dad's basement, um, but I was going to school full time, and I found a job, and just started working and going to school. And then it just kind of it went uphill from there. And it's just, I don't know, my mom just kind of inspired me. I wanted to make her proud and make her happy. And the way that I was living was not going to. And everybody always tells me, you look so much like your mom. You sound so much like your mom. And to me, that's like the greatest thing. I think as you get older and people tell you like, oh, that's something your mom would say. <laughs> People get really embarrassed, but to me, it's like an honor. I just get stoked when people tell me that I remind them of my mom, um, and so yeah, I just I just came home and just started to change things super rapidly.
2: When your mom passed away, were you ready for her to go?
1: Yeah. Ult- ultimately, yeah, and it was still hard, and you're still not always you're not ready to let someone go, but overall, it was it was time. It, we needed that change. I needed that change.
0: So initially, you, do you do you feel like your mom's passing was what motivated you to make the biggest change?
1: Yeah, I one hundred percent. I would say that's kind of what inspired me to just to just do better. I, would, I, I, I wouldn't say I was necessarily, like, this awful person, but I, I also wasn't really contributing anywhere. I wasn't doing anything with my life. I kind of was just hanging out. I was just there. Um, and so I just felt like I needed to be a more active person and just be the best person I could be. And I knew that that wasn't it at all.
0: I think a big misconception that we have as humans is that we are what we do and I there's definitely a correlation there it's a reflect what we do is a reflection of who we are but just because Megan you were doing things that maybe you don't feel like you should have been doing in the past that doesn't mean you were a bad person then like you said yeah it, it's it's just your actions maybe weren't reflecting who you really
1: well are. And it, at that point in time like that was just my way of coping you can have two two people that are incredibly lonely and incredibly sad, and maybe one person chooses to go running and the other person chooses alcohol, and yeah, it doesn't mean I was a bad person. That's just that was my method of coping. That was the unfortunate way that I found to cope. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I and I think
2: it's a trap of you fall into. Oh well, I'm not good enough, or I'm not. Um, smart enough or I'm not doing anything with my life when you're going through this stage of life where you're transitioning you're out of high school you have to decide if you're going to work if you're going to choose a career if you're going to go to school and there's many times where you're in transition between those and you feel like you're doing nothing and I think it's really easy to get caught into kind of that similar mentality of well I'm alone I'm not doing anything I'm not going anywhere
1: and you might be it, you just don't know it's a hard stage in life because you're just stuck in the middle yeah and you don't always feel like you're progressing and
2: i think because of that a lot of people place their value and their worth on that oh totally like i'm not a great person until i have a degree until I have my four-year degree or i'm not this unless i'm working at a job or if i'm making this amount and why do we do that why do we place value on a person based off what they're doing with their life Oh, I have a podcast, so I'm better than all of you. You know? Like, no. Brayden nods his head, yes. <laughs> but no, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's a big thing that I think a lot of us get discouraged.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think a big one, too, is that just because we're not who we want to be yet, we feel like we're a failure. And then that it's know? far. Exactly. When I'm when you're growing up, you don't you think oh when I grow up I want to be. When I was little, I wanted to be an artist, which is so funny because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. That's definitely not happening. But you have this picture of your life. You're like, okay, I'm gonna be married. I'm gonna have these kids. I'm gonna have this beautiful home. And
2: And then I'm going to be
0: happy. And and that's happiness. And that's the person I want to be.
1: Yeah, but that's not a person. That's things that you want on a checklist. I agree. And I think that also that played a huge part into a lot of my life. I was on Instagram constantly. I took a huge Instagram break Mm. when I was kind of like going through this change. I didn't post anything. I didn't follow anyone. I just completely deleted the app and was like, I need to focus on myself. Because what other people are doing doesn't matter. Because I'm just trying to work on me. Oh well, yeah, I've done that before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just because it's so, it's so temporal, and it's just so. Ugh, I hate it. Well, and that stuff doesn't make you happy. Because yeah, I mean that person could have that house and they could have that amazing husband, but are they happy? Exactly. Maybe they are, but also everybody's just trying. Everybody's trying to be the best that they can be. Everybody's constantly trying to progress.
0: So Megan, for you now. Where you feel, do you feel like you're in a good place right now?
1: Yes, I yeah.
0: <laughs> I I definitely would say you're in a good
1: place. I love Megan. And she's
0: so happy and she's so awesome, and everyone that's around her just feels loved. And so for you, what what are you gonna do mm-hmm. to continue to progress? Because there's hopefully tra- like these rock bottom moments aren't gonna happen all the time. You know? Yeah. What's going conti- to help you progress for the rest of your life?
1: Just the, f- I think the feeling that I have gotten and just also being able to see where I was then and where I am now. Like, I, ha- I literally drove to Utah and was like, hope I have enough gas. Yes. <laughs> and then here I am and I own a home and I'm in school and my GPA last semester I got a 4.0 and I just like the difference is night and day for me and yeah sometimes I miss things about about that life but also like I'm just I'm happier here yeah and
2: I was gonna say but even but even if you didn't have the house or the GPA or those things don't you just feel better in your life yeah no I
1: I just feel a ton happier it's it's not the house that makes me happy that's that's just kind of like the difference of when I change, these are kind of after effects. But me just changing just made me so much happier. Just such a different, different person. So how do
2: others recognize when they're in a situation or when they're at a point in their life that they need to change? Whether that's in a relationship, because like you said, you were in a marriage mm-hmm. that wasn't great yeah so how could you give advice to somebody that maybe is in even a relationship or in a situation or a living place that isn't great the courage to
1: change and to recognize that I don't I don't think you have to be in a specific place or situation to change every everybody needs a change let's be honest (laughs) everybody can do better and you can always be better than you were yesterday and Mm -hmm. so you don't have to be hitting rock bottom you don't have to have these traumatic experiences you all, all you have to do is just say you're going to be better tomorrow and sometimes I start with really small things um I worked on a lot of small things before I worked on a lot of big things because it was just easier and then it actually it made it simpler to get the bigger things out of the way but you just you have to start somewhere so just start with something and also being able to recognize that you need to change because we do we get comfortable in our way of life but just everybody needs to progress you can always be a better person and so just recognizing that and then actually just doing it okay so how do you feel like you motivate yourself
2: when you have a slip up or when you fall short of a goal or something you're trying to change
1: um i just made a promise to myself to always keep going and that I I knew that it was something that needed to happen and obviously it wasn't easy (laughs) and there were a lot of slip-ups along the way but I just kept going I feel like once I just made the decision I just kept going with it I just woke up every day and just went with it
0: I think that's something that we forget way too often is that our circumstances don't have control on how we react. We can change. We have control over that. We can have the life we want. We just have to take action. I think for myself, um, especially recently, I have realized I have changed. I believe, I hope I have changed. I really think I I used to be a very selfish person, and it breaks my heart to think of how many people and how many hearts I ignored because of my own selfishness and my own worries towards my own problems that I was going through and that's something that i am working on. i'm definitely not perfect at it yet. but the person i want to be is someone that helps others and is good and is a light and i know i'll get there. and i know it will happen. but i'm really i'm grateful to to be able to look back and and look at my life and no no it wasn't a Like, if we go back to Megan, like, you moving to Colorado, that's not a mistake. That was you taking control of your life, making a change. In my life, there's things that I've done that may have seemed drastic, may have seemed crazy, but I needed to make those changes and take control. And I'm grateful I can look back at my life and see that. And that motivates me, at least, to know that I've already made change. I can keep going. I can, no matter what comes... I can truck through.
2: Ugh, I love Brie. <laughs> Team Breezy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think Brie already is a light. And she's there for me on my bad days. Literally. Because the other day I was having a rough day. And she just stopped by. to Stopped by to come and see me. And I'm grateful for her. I would agree that I think I've changed in the last couple years. And I am grateful. I hope I've changed at least. Because I think sometimes as a as an individual you see the changes within yourself more than others do. And that's okay. I try to just not get discouraged and to keep going. And take what I can do little by little at a time. At this stage of my life it's been kind of the craziest and most hectic time of my life but I also don't think I've ever been as happy as I am. I'm pretty dang happy with my life and with the people that are in it and that surround me and my family and friends and coworkers, all that. And I definitely have my rough days Brayden knows all too well that I have my <laughs> rough days. <laughs> but for the most part, it's like just a mental breakdown every six months. <laughs> and then I'm good for another six months to three years, you know? I just got to have one every <laughs> <years>. <laughs> I just wow. got to have one in there every now and then. But really, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my life. And I've continued to change things in my life to make me a happier person. So... Whether that's one thing, just started off by making changes in either friends or, like we said yourself, working on things that are weaknesses. Mine is being on time. Still working on it, <laughs> <laughs> but I've gotten significantly better. I have not been late to work, and <laughs> and I have not been. Well, I was late to church today, but for the most part, <laughs> I am doing pretty good. I have been there. There are like really good things that I am pretty adamant about being on time too and I'm trying to get better about all of that. Because my mom corrupted me. I am not good with it. She is always late and I'm always late. So I'm trying to fix that in myself. But besides that I'm just saying there's hope. If I can be on time to work there's hope for people to change out there because that's a weakness that I have. Fair? Fair. I
1: Fair. was Fair. just going to I just, I don't know, something both of you kind of said, just thinking like, I don't think you should ever be ashamed of where you were. We all go through times in life. Everybody is, I feel like everybody's constantly trying to figure out who they are and where they're going and what they're going to do. And so I just think it's important to remind yourself to not look back and be, don't be ashamed of that person or don't have regrets. I've done a lot of stupid stuff, but Who hasn't? But who hasn't? (laughs) Exactly. Who hasn't? And like, when I look back at it, it doesn't, it makes me sad to kind of see the person that I was, but I'm also so thankful for the things that did happen because ultimately like that's what made me who I am today. I definitely could not be the person that I am now if I didn't have those experiences. And so just remember that as you are trying to change and move forward and become the person that you're going to become those those things are necessary like stuff like that has to happen you have to have bad moments to have your good ones and it's it just builds you up it's just part of who you are Megan thanks so much for coming and sharing your
2: story with us we love and appreciate you and are grateful that you took the time we also just want this message to be a story of hope And I encourage people that they can make changes in their lives, whether they're big or small, and to just start somewhere. So we hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. And tune in next time. As always, thanks to Brayden, our audio specialist. And thank you for listening. It means a lot to have your support. Follow us on Instagram at a little help from my friends. And if you have any comments or would like to get in touch with Free and I, email us at a little help from Brie and Kiana at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, and make sure to share this podcast with someone who needs a little help from a friend. Tune in for our next episode, and we hope you have a great week.